welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to another episode of the Kasafa Show, where we review the start of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers with Eswatini coach Dominic Kunene, and hear from Nigerian legend Sunday Olise on Africa's prospects at the World Cup in Qatar. We'll also hear from Bafana Bafana coach Hugo Bruce, who reflects on the 5-0 defeat to France on Tuesday. Well, we get the thoughts of the Mamalovi Sundowns coach, Mangobe Miti ahead of their attempt to make history in the CAF Champions League this weekend. But first, Eswatini joined Kasafa Nations Lesotho and Botswana in advancing from the preliminary stage of the Cup of Nations qualifiers as they defeated Somalia 5-1 on aggregate to seal a place in the group stages that are set to get underway in June. Here are the views of Coach Kunene on that and more. Coach, can you please take us through the two legs against Somalia? Mm, okay, thank you so much. Yeah, it was tough. We were playing uh, Somalia for the first time. So, you know, playing against opponents that you have never played uh, against them before, there's no way you can come up with a good plan. So we end up uh, trying uh, every possible mean just to win the game. And this team that you're using in these qualifiers, is it very much your, your tried and trusted players or have you brought in new, fresh talent? We, uh, we brought in uh, fresh, uh, new, fresh, fresh talent. And can you sort of take us through a few of those names perhaps? Yeah, but some of them are from the, the, the country's development. Guaketwala uh, is the left back. There is also a, cent, a central midfielder, Nelly Sotlamini. Uh, others are from Bavane Highlanders, uh, Pepe, it's, uh, Pilani, Konvo. And what was kind of behind the decision to to bring in this new blood? Did you just feel there was a change needed within the squad? Not really. Uh, some of our players are aging, so we need uh, people will take over when the other guys are retiring from the senior national team. Coach, when you look at the history of Eswatini football and you maybe also look around the Kosafa region, we've seen, for example, Botswana qualify for the Cup of Nations 2012, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Do you feel you've got the potential, depending, of course, on the draw and who you, who you will get in the draw, but do you feel you've got the potential of maybe now finally getting Eswatini to a Cup of Nations finals? Yeah, yeah I, I believe in my technical self and the players. So if Botswana managed to qualify, what can stop the Eswatini players? So it's just a matter of working extra hard, you know, then you'll achieve something. And, and coach, since you've, you've taken over, you've been in the job now for a few years, what has been the, the progress of the team? Where is the improvements that you've seen? I, I think because uh, coaching, it's all about philosophy. Uh, I'm happy. You know, the players are adapting well to the way we are expecting them to play. In the past, I, I think we were having some challenges, more especially in defending. So... When we were given the opportunity, we decided to start uh, by the defending uh, roles so that once the players understand how to defend, then it will be easy to, to go forward or maybe to score goals. So they are responding well. I think now they are defending well. 
looking at the shape and everything. And coach, how um, has the success of Royal Leopard in doing so well in the Confederation Cup? Has that helped you, given your boys' confidence that they can do well on the international stage? Yes, of course. Uh, looking at the way they performed, you know, even the confidence, the experiences, so even the other guys in the other teams now, they, they understand that, you know, if working hard, it pays, because if Leopard is there, what can stop the other players from doing what the Leopard is doing now? And, and coach, is, is Royal Leopard getting to that stage a sign of an improvement in the domestic league in, in Eswatini, in your opinion? Yes. Uh, I think the last time I communicated with our guys here, the media, uh, I did mention that I, I was impressed the way at uh, the level of fitness in the players and even the technical uh, ability now players are good so which means the so certain coaches are doing something there is a lot of improvement in the teams and what else would you like to see coach in terms of improvement where what areas do you feel now Eswatini football needs to concentrate on to get even better uh, i think if we, uh, we can uh, increase the number of training sessions then our players will improve so uh, for an example if all the teams can be able to train maybe four hours a day, then we'll achieve something. You can achieve something. Uh, Coach, you obviously had that third place finish at the Kasafa Cup last year. Uh, you know, did very well as a side. Only lost, I think, one of your, your matches outright. Was that a big boost in confidence heading into these uh, preliminary round games in the, in the Cup of Nations qualifiers? Yeah, yeah. you know, Kosafa helped us a lot because we, we played against uh, tough teams there. I think the players uh, winning some of the games uh, during the Kosafa, you know, gave them that uh, confidence that, uh, no, guys, you know what, you can make it. If we manage to reach the... The same final, what can stop us from qualifying for the group stages? And I presume it's going to be very important for you that the Kosafa Cup this year um, also helps you. But unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be played after the first couple of qualified matches. How much of a setback do you think that might be? Uh, I don't think it will affect them uh, that much. It's such a matter of sitting down with them and set up certain goals. Because even players can also contribute in the coach's plan. So, yeah, we'll sit down with them and see and forge a way forward. Uh, coach, just lastly, um, on, on a slightly different note, you know, a lot of teams now on the African continent look to their diaspora um, for players who are playing outside of the continent. You know, in, in Eswatini, are there players that you have perhaps identified abroad in, in the college system in the USA, for example? Yeah, there, it's, it's a, it's a, there is an exercise that is ongoing. But I think as, as soon as we are done with it, then maybe we can start uh, say, saying something about it. Bufana Bufana suffered a 5-0 defeat at the hands of world champions France this week, but according to coach Hugo Bruce, there were enough positives to take out of the contest to have made it a worthwhile exercise. We knew before the game that um, there was a difference of level between the two teams, um, but for us, as I said uh, yesterday, the result was not important. It was the experience. We are a young team with young players. We don't have the experience that French players have. We don't have still the quality what French players have. This is the world champion. And um, we fight for it. We did what we had to do. But okay, when there is such a difference of quality, it can happen that uh, we lose the game with uh, this result. So um, it's not a shame for us, even when it's 5-0. Uh, we know why. Um, and again, and again, 
Um, the experience we have today to play against uh, such a team uh, is more worth than uh, the defeat today. As I said already, for me it was important to play such, against such a team, to have the experience and to learn from them. Um, we knew we knew that it would be very, very difficult. And therefore, I said already before the game, the result is not important. I saw new players in the team. That uh, was also important for me for the qualifiers in June. And I saw also a team. Even a team has difficulties uh, tonight and much difficulties, but it was still a team till the end. And this is very important too. So uh, the boys fight for it. And um, again, again, um, like Foster, it was very difficult for him, but for me to play the good game. Uh, there were a few others who played a good game and certainly the new ones, I'm happy with them. So uh, this is for me the most important thing that uh, I see that for our team, there is more quality now than six, seven months ago and uh, that we are ready for June. The positives, um, first of all, I think that uh, we try to play football and there were some moments we could do it. But again, uh, the level was was, was too... It was a big difference of, of, uh, of level and, and therefore uh, we couldn't do what, what we like to do. But we tried to play football and against this team, trying to play football, we didn't kick the ball uh, in the stands. So um, this, first of all, secondly, uh, there were some players that in, in, in very difficult circumstances, they played a good game. Uh, I said already, Foster, uh, also behind the two central backs Xulu and Sibishi I find that they were good also but it's a totally team had not enough quality to fight and, 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 and to be the equal of, uh, of France but again for me the, even when it's 5-0 it's, uh, it's still positive I was a little bit angry on my colleague that uh, he put Mbappé today and not Friday evening uh, this uh, it's a great player and uh, um, there are much better defenders who, who suffered against him. Uh, you, can't, you can't really neutralize him. He's always, he's quick, he's, he's, he's technical good, he can score. So if you have such a player in your team, you play with 12. And France is already so good, so and they play with 12 against us. So uh, you know how difficult it was for us today. I think that Boch had a little bit problems with uh, with the, the French opponents. Um, it was also not good when he had the ball. He loses a few balls at uh, moments that he didn't have to lose it. So okay, therefore uh, he was changed during the the half time and I, I with Marcel. I thought to have a player who had a little bit more power, and we needed that. If you see the players in this French team, they are all powerful, certainly in midfield, and then they change it, and then you have a guy like Pogba who's coming in the midfield. So we need a little bit, a little bit more power, and that's the reason why why the Bocho is changed during the half time. Sandra Elise was a part of the Nigeria side that excelled at the 1994 World Cup in the United States and later won gold at the Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996. He believes there is rich potential on the continent and names one African side who he believes could well win the World Cup in Qatar later this year. Why have we not... I mean, Pele said it. Africa would have a World Cup winner by the turn of the century and we... We got to two, one quarter before the turn of the century and then two quarters since then. I mean, why haven't we won a World Cup? Well, um, the quality is there to win the World Cup as a person. Uh, it's not actually the quality or the talent is not there. What, what, what is major lacking in my belief is the fact that to win a World Cup, you must think ahead. It's something you plan years in advance. Mm -hmm. And you need 
solid organization and discipline to be able to carry that out. Because you you have a track, you must follow that track. You cannot skid off it. And that is something for us as Africans, we have problems doing. Um, we have problems as regards the organization aspect and the discipline aspect. Yes. Uh, that is what is really holding us down. Because if you look at, let me give you an example, Mac. If, when the Germans decide that, okay, it's been too long, we've not won the World Cup. It's time for us to win it. They sit down. They set a project that goes up to maybe eight years and 12. Yes. Based on that, they start grazing the players. They look at players, okay, this player in the next four, eight years is going to be above 30. No, it's not going to be useful. So they kind of like try whistling them out a bit. And then they start going to talents that are, you know, would be at the prime around that four to eight years plan. And based on that, they will now start building the team. They might not win the first European Cup, the first World Cup, but the team waxes and waxes. That we don't do in Africa. I will put it in this form. If you are not a doctor, there is no way you can head the National Association of the South African Doctors' Union. (laughs) It is not possible. Because (laughs) you have to be a doctor. You have to be someone who's... who's been educated in it, had experiences in it or something, or somebody who's owned an hospital, for example. But in soccer, you see a man who's a, who's appointed in a political post, and he's never, he doesn't even know what it takes to get defenders to defend right. And he has to now decide who's going to be the team, the coach, the manager, and everything. So it's, and if you speak to them, what most of them always say to you, that is still shocking to today, Mark, is they say, are we all play football in school? I play football for what it's about. It's horrifying, but at the other hand, um, you can't say, oh, I was a doctor before I gave someone an injection when I was in school, you know? So it's it's always like that. And that is, that is what is handicapping when it comes to leadership and management. But it's difficult to change because unless there is a concise effort to say, okay, we're going to phase this out, it's always going to hinder the progression. And then do you think it's possible? I mean, you yourself and your generation were incredibly talented and you all played at the highest level and you guys got to the next round. But do you think it's possible or are we always going to have these things to deal with that are going to hinder us? Look, my generation broke something out. We became the first African nation to win an adult world tournament, which was the Olympics. Yes. And we won it at a time where the Olympic was at its most competitive ebb. That was the, the Olympics in 96 in Atlanta. That was supposed to be the 100th edition of it. Yes, with Brazil so and Argentina. Meant, yeah. That, so that meant most of the top world nations wanted to win it to go into the books as having won the 100th edition. Mm. Brazil came in with all the superstars, Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Roberto Carlos, and everything. The Argentines did the same. We won it, but we did something that had never been done by Africans before. The players took control. The players took control and said in a group amongst ourselves, like, and I, 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 in order to help African nations and to help my country, I put it all down in my book. Yes. How we did it day for day, month for month. The players took control in the sense that we decided to do things the way they did it in our clubs in Europe. So that means, for example, um, if they if they say training is ten o'clock, we all have to be in the dressing room by nine thirty. You know, we did we did those kind of things, and players sometimes disciplined each other. If a player is going out of hand, the group will just come up and say, "Look, no, we can't accept this. You have to follow the line of the group." So, and we were fortunate because we were so far away from Africa, we were a month away, I think, already training in in Tallahassee, that we had very little interference to break that, and that's what made it happen. Okay. So, yeah, maybe you have an idea what I'm trying to talk about now. Sure, for sure. I was there. I saw it all. Yeah. And and and, do you think 
it can happen sooner rather than later. I mean, you look at the if you look at the current sides, the or the teams that are potentially going to Qatar, or is this mm. too early? No, it's not too early. There's one team that can win it now in Africa, and and that's Senegal. Ah, okay. So they impressed the you, eh? Years, but I've been following them for the past two years, right? And I've been watching at the crop of players, the way they play in Europe, and the and the importance they are bringing to the clubs in Europe. Senegal currently has, forget the fact that he's African, forget the fact that he's black. Senegal currently has the best goalkeeper in the world. Yes. Because I've watched him play, he makes some saves, he's calm, he, he's, he's totally complete. He's got height. So they have the best one. And they have one of probably the best central defender in the world in Koulibaly. No, he's close, that guy. Yeah. I'm still amazed that he's still at Napoli. Look, he's solid on the ball, he's solid on the man, he can even move from defense into the defensive midfield role and play. You know, he's that good. And then you have Sadio Mane. I don't need to even tell you anything more. Mm. So and so they have so much talent waxing from her and they have and they have for the first time an African coach that's been there for seven years, eight years now. So they have continuity, they have the talent, they have exposure. All that is lacking in this team, in my opinion now, is just that high level organization. You know, to set to to be bold and set a good like look. We're going to qualify. We're going there to win it. But we will not discuss it with the public. But we inside, we want to win it. If they can do that, it will be tight for us to stand in front of them because they are really solid. And ha- have you got the impression over the years that perhaps some African teams are just happy to be at the World Cup? You know, that they... That they... Now you got it. Now you got it, Mark. That's what I meant. So you, but you, you, think that's, you think that's the majority or just one or two sides that guys just come to... It's the majority, uh, Mark. I, I, I get the feeling it's the majority that they go in there, they feel, oh, let's just show ourselves. It's an opportunity to expose, you know, to... to no. If you win matches and you go far, you show yourself. You will be bought. If you get to the semifinals, they will buy the whole team. Do you feel a positivity around the game in Africa or do you still think to yourself, ah, really, man, you know, this could be so much better? How, I mean, when you wake up in the morning, how, how do you feel about African football? Do you, you, do you think that, this, that it can really still, that it can kick on? There's light at the end of the tunnel? Um, when I wake up in the morning, I'm heartbroken because... If, I'm, if I wake up in the morning, I have to think about African football. I'm heartbroken because the potential is there. Mm. If the potential was not there, you would say, okay, we still have to work on it. But the potential is there. And you only have one life to live. And when you see that in, in your lifetime, you're not going to be able to witness, you know, you know, just go crazy, spend 500 euros, if, you know, and, or a thousand and say, look, I'm going to borrow money from the bank. I'm going with my kids to watch the final of the World Cup. Because an African nation is playing, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. See, at least before I die, I know I saw this. I, I really pray, I really pray, because yeah. if I have to take a loan from the bank, I will do it. Because if an African nation gets there, I have to see it myself and enjoy. Win or lose. Finally, on this week's show, we speak to Mamelodi Sundowns co-coach Bangobe Mliti about his side's bid to become the first team to get to 16 points in the CAF Champions League group stage. They are hosting Almerik from Sudan at Soccer City on Saturday. For us, it really does not mean much the fact that we have already sectioned in place in the qualifiers. I think I said it before, our biggest competition is, is ourselves. We have a bigger responsibility to improve or to better our benchmarks. And our benchmark is the betting points that we got last year in the stages. And we, we have a responsibility to better that because uh, it is very important for us as a club to minimize possibilities of seeing 
how stressful it is when you lose a match. So to try and make sure that we, we give this match the respect that it requires and uh, we go out there with a mentality to win uh, because that is, is very important in, in how we want to finish the season. We, as it is now, we are saying, in, in the past two years, we have only lost three matches. Uh, and that for us is very important. Yeah. It's always tough, man, to, to have this first match after the FIFA break. It's never easy, more especially for a team like ours, because we normally lose a lot of, of players in the process. But uh, this time around, it was a little bit better, considering that now Dennis is no longer traveling to, to the national team. Uh, you have Kennedy around. And fortunately, this time around, we also had Peter not traveling. Brian Oyango has not been traveling as well. So at least we, we are safer in that space. It's just that we, we had quite a number of players in the, in the Bafana Bafana squad. But uh, with that as it may, uh, the players that really played maybe more minutes would be a Motori Mbana, would be a Tebo Komukwena, Naila K to a certain extent. But uh, it's also very good for, for our players to compete in that space and see how far they are in terms of their, their ability and uh, in terms of how, how much growth they've, they've, they've had over the years. But uh, I must say, it's, it's never easy to prepare during uh, the FIFA break for the first match after the FIFA break. Unfortunately, we are not traveling. You can imagine how, how it was going to be like if Immediately after the FIFA break, we were traveling either to, to Sudan or Algeria or wherever, where it's not even a, a direct flight, it's a, it's a flight that has been transit somewhere. So fortunately, we're at home, it's a little bit better, but still, we have not seen the players that are in the of So that's, that's the summer of the story. Yeah, I know it's already posing a lot of uh, serious question marks because when we look at uh, our analysis, it's telling us that we are probably going to Morocco. If not Morocco, chances are that you are going to Algeria. Uh, if not Algeria, chances are that you might also be going to Angola. And that already says uh, this travel is not going to be one of the best because if you look at all those those trips, not even one of them, probably the Angola one is a, is a direct flight, but uh, it's also not easy. The conditions in Angola are not always easy for anyone. So we, we, we are looking at this very closely. But uh, like you are saying, chances are that they are pointing us towards North Africa. Uh, the difference in the PSL and the Champions League, surprisingly, maybe I'll give you a few case studies. We played against Maniema in the preliminary stages of the competition. I, I had not heard of that name before. Uh, it was a team from DRC. That team managed to score two goals against us. And we, we dominated the match. We, we should have sealed the match without considering a goal. But in the Champions League, one thing that I've learned, I don't know whether it's the level of competition or the focus that players uh, in these nations have towards the Champions League, but uh, there is no room for error. You, last year in Egypt, we played against Al-Ali. Uh, we, we dominated the match and played very well, but made two mistakes which, which could have been half chances in South Africa. But those two chances were punished immediately and we came back with two. Uh, in South Africa, you, you make as many mistakes sometimes. You know, you, you can make, give an opposition maybe three big chances and they still don't score. Uh, Maniama got 
smaller agencies. Uh, one was a mistake from Mosa, and the other one was a skanker from outside the box, which we never expected. And they only had those two chances, and they punished us. So if you look at the game that you played against Tilan, we made two errors first up uh, in that match. And out of those two errors, they got two shots at goals. One of the errors was even in their half. It was a free kick we passed to their player, and it was a counter-attack. From there, it went to the to, to our right channel. Immediately, it comes back to the box, and Brian uh, Young saves it on the line. Just a small mistake. In South Africa, maybe with that mistake, you would not have seen that ball coming into, into your 18 area. So those are the smaller young margins that you, you can always find in, in the Champions League, but there is just no room for error. We, we make one silly mistake, you are punished, and at times that puts a lot of stress and frustration on players because they know they must be very focused throughout the 90 minutes because one mistake can cost you the game. And when you're playing with that kind of, of pressure, at times you are bound to make even more mistakes. But I think our boys are growing in that space and they're improving and we are hating that space. You know, football is a, is a very strange game. Uh, there are so many talented players out there. Uh, at times you have very good training players uh, who will be exceptionally good in training and give you goosebumps in training. But you bring them to the match, they, they are not performing at the level that, that you expect. That's why other coaches would say you've got lions in training, but you've got cats in, in the match. And a player like Andy Dejani is that specimen that is, is, is important for the game, uh, but it must always be in moderation. You, you want players that have got a very high self-esteem, but you don't want them to be arrogant. You want them to have a very good level of humility, but still very assertive in, in, in believing who they are because that is a very, very powerful trait in football. Most of the mistakes you make in football are the mistakes that you make as a result of mistakes. But when you don't have that element of fear, you, you will check all the most successful players and the players that take more risks in the opposition half because that fear factor is not as hyped up as with other players. And there are other players that are extremely talented, but with all the talent that they have, they, they don't want to, to make mistakes. And when you don't want to make mistakes, then you never play to your full potential. Because sometimes in football, more risks mean maybe better pay package sometimes. Because other players that risk more, but making success of those risks, they are regarded as legends in the top footballers. So under the journey is, is that specimen that you you would want to, to have a player that believes in himself to a point of saying, uh, whenever he comes into a match, it's like a contest in a fight. You don't know I'm going to dominate this. I will win here. I will be a better player than the opponent. That puts a lot, a lot of pressure on you because you cannot drop the ball. When you are a little bit more confident, you must make sure that you live up to the expectation. But uh, to sum it up, I think it's a very important component. And uh, we would want to have more of such players. Uh, we do have a few who, who have so much confidence in their capacity. And that makes us to be a team that goes away from home with a mentality to win. Because when you are going away from home and you are going with players that are not too confident of their capacity, uh, then you say, hey, maybe a draw will be good to that. But with players that we have, they give us that confidence to say, no, man, you can go out there, it's 11 versus 11. We've got the capacity to also win this match. And in many instances, that's just...
That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We'll be back in a fortnight with more views from around the Southern African region and beyond. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 